0: We lift you high in our praises. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says that you inhabit the praises of your people.
1: We know that you're
0: in our midst. We cannot be the same again. Somebody needs you tonight for a miracle, for a healing, for a transformation a change for a great, a great
2: delivery, delivery. Thank, thank you lord lift our voices and thank god bless him lift him
3: give him glory, fight,
2: let him know that he alone is worthy, don't take himself. for granted the opportunity to be gathered again once unto him, to die, for unto him shall the gathering of the people
3: be, let no outshine be
0: father we bless like you, we give you praise, we give you glory, because you are faithful you are true, oh God, you your name be exalted, your name be lifted. Your name be adored. And so Above every other name. In the name of Jesus. O King of kings. Ever. O Lord of lords. We bless you Jesus. We bless you Jesus. We oh, you are glorious. Sunday, madam, hope, and
3: Blessed be your name. O oh God,
0: we thank you. What
3: an inception of our school and this year. Because you are faithful, you are
0: good, you are true. And you are most Glory, 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 thank you Lord, for your redemptive work on the cross, thank you Lord, for being patient with us, but I thank you Lord, for seeing all our errors, imperfections, and loving us the same, thank you Lord. For grace unto obedience, we worship you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. We lift you high, Jesus. Glory, glory, and honor, thanks be unto your mighty name. Your name, the Lord, be exalted above every other name. Oh, Father, we bless you. Lord, we exalt you. We honor you. We give you praise in Jesus'
3: name. Will you
0: want to lift
2: your voice? I want to tell God that Father, cleanse our spirit, soul, body, prepare us for today's encounter. Oh God, make our hearts a fertile soil for communion, for fellowship, or even to receive your word, your engrafted word, in the name of Jesus.
0: Cleanse us from all wrongs, cleanse us from all wrongs, all errors, purge us from all iniquity, make us whole, spirit, soul, body in the name of jesus christ uh, father that your will your will prevail your word will prevail uh, in the name of jesus father we commit uh, ourselves once again unto your hands uh, we ask that lord in the name of jesus uh, purify our hearts cleanse our hands uh, in the name of jesus uh, prepare us for today's encounter in the name of jesus we give you praise we give you glory honor thanks and adoration uh, because you are faithful you are true you are good in the name of Jesus, oh God. Show us your glory, show your glory in the name of Jesus, hallelujah! You want to lose your voice and pray in the language of the spirit, even as we continue to ascend the limo of Ascend, ascend. Ma kumani build yourself up, rise, rise from the lower ranks, eh. Ma kumani to higher places, eh. Reggaeton biga balu atelagavaya. Gonna tell the Holy Spirit to take a hold together with you, build you up, strengthen you, empower you, grant you grace. Reggaeton ma nimo koko balu aparat. Reggaeton ateli maga do atelabadi ataya. Ma shaka ba le kezu atelle maru akado atel ga bania ta Yellow Domshan, Marabasha, Comana Namasa, Ecomana Cabana Mosha, Rupe, Shed, Debate, the Ramabako Manuataya, Eratasho Manamasa, Nikora Suter, Erepora Suter, Eratata, the Debate, 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 the Lord, prepare our hearts, make our hearts fit our souls to receive Your word. In the name of Jesus, we give You praise, we give You glory. Lemon and a mosham of In the name of Jesus, in the of In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we bless you.
2: We bless you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to make a prayer. I want to tell God that in the name of Jesus, Father,
0: Take control over today's encounter in the name of Jesus. Take control, absolute control in the name of Jesus. Father, take absolute control in the name of Jesus. Speak to us your words in in season in the name of Jesus. From beginning to the end, let every demonic homes, uh, entities, uh, influence uh, that will arise against this encounter. Let them all be cast down uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, Let your glory be seen. Let your power be felt. uh, Speak to us, O God, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. uh, We bless you. We bless you. uh, We bless you. We bless you. uh, Lord, take control. uh, Minister to us. Your word is seasoned. Your word is seasoned. Your word is uh, seasoned. Transforming to heal, to empower, and to grant grace. Rakato meli osama namadai. Ligo mele no namasumi ni kapali atalakavai. Rengashadefahe, no kapagi atehe. Lord, oh God, make a word in season. In the name of Jesus, feed our spirits. Oh God, transform our souls. And help our bodies to conform. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nama komele nemesua parakaduate. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the
3: name of Jesus. We will
0: stop loving you forever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever.
3: We will stop praising you. We will stop praising We will stop loving you. Forever we can stop loving you. Jesus. Forever and ever. Forever and ever.
0: stop praising you Jesus, we, we can stop loving you forever and
3: forever and ever, forever and ever, we won't stop (laughs) praising you. On the mountain, there's a fire! So we won't stop. We won't stop. We won't stop. We'll ah, yes. We won't stop. Chocolate. We won't stop. We oh. won't stop. We 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 won't
0: can we stop loving you, Jesus, forever and ever, from January to October,
3: oh, we can not stop praising you, we will stop loving you, we can stop loving you, Jesus. Forever and ever. Forever and ever.
0: Let's lose yourself for one more minute. Lose yourself, worship God. Before any teaching, before any prayer, before any prophetic word. You want to lose yourself, you want to worship Him. We want to adore him, give him glory. We can't stop loving him. We can't stop praising him. We can't stop worshiping him because he's worthy of all love, all honor. This God. We can't have enough of him.
3: He's too good. He's too good. He's too good.
0: The gifts and the blessings from oh. your hands, Lord. We hold your hearts, your presence, your love. Teach us, Lord, help us, empower us. Grant us grace. Speak to us, O God, in Jesus' name. We
3: won't stop praising you, we won't stop loving you forever and ever. Amen. God help us, I rejoice. Stop There's so much alignment tonight. We can stop loving you, Jesus. Forever and ever. Forever hey. and can I ever, ever. Can ever. you see Peter singing? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my love. Can you see Moses? Oh, the saints in heaven. Oh, Jesus. I, yo, oh, babalolo. Maurice, I rule. Oh. see them singing, I can see my father singing,
2: you are, welcome. you are welcome, shalom, people of God, it's time to now move, we want to get into the ministration proper, God bless every one of us who has joined us, God bless you for staying up to this point in time, amen, I pray that God will grant you a word in season and an encounter with his glory, An encounter with his presence, hallelujah, hallelujah. An encounter with his glory, an encounter with his presence, hallelujah. So beloved, you want to just utter one word, a short prayer unto God. You want to utter a short prayer, a short word of prayer unto God and tell God that Lord, prepare my heart, help me receive from you. In Jesus' name, speak to me a word that is in season, word that will equip me, train me, that will give me guidance, clarity, direction as to what is ahead of me and what is before me now in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. We don't want to act out of counsel. We don't want to act out of alignment with your will. Father, we want to function in all of your counsel, in all of your perfect will for us, in Jesus' name, help us, Lord. We give you praise, we give you glory, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, the set minister, for this evening, I, I want you to call in quickly so that you take us. So, people of God, welcome to day one. I think I've corrected many of us about this thing a lot of times, that if you are speaking in a meeting... When the woman will come and you join, call in. Stop the stubbornness and rebellion. Obey simple instructions. Call in. If you are consistently a listener to the podcast, you notice that those who call in late, oftentimes the woman they call in while they are being accepted as speakers, what happens is that it interrupts the flow of the sound and there are temporary breakages and other things. So I've told us these things. I don't know how long, how long I mean, as what then, because I All
1: right.
2: I'm saying this because I'm, I'm very displeased. I'm not happy with it at all. At all, at all, at all. I wouldn't have spoken about it, but I'm not happy with it at all, at all, at all, at all. And it shouldn't happen again. It shouldn't happen again. All right. So tonight is the first day of the school of ministry. And, um, ministering to us is one of our own leaders and members here and he'll be taking us through the teachings for tonight. Amen. So I want us to give him all the support we can give him, all the help we can give him and encouragement we can give him and um, we trust that God will use him as a vessel to be a blessing to us In Jesus mighty name. So, Minister Eben, God bless you for your preparation for being here. God bless you for availing yourself to minister to us. Um, I think tonight is your night. So, the rest of the time is yours. You can take over now. God bless
1: you. amen amen we give glory and honor to god for his goodness and for his mercy it is always an honor and a privilege to be in his presence we give him all the honor and all the praise god bless you for being here welcome the holy spirit amongst us and i also want to salute the man of god in our midst apostle samuel Karis. I am grateful for this opportunity. Today, we are talking about the essence, power and blessings of obedience. We trust that God will help us. In the name of Jesus, amen. So we've had a session already on this particular topic. And then we heard quite something about the topic, Essence, Power and Blessings of Obedience. We are trusting that God leads us and speaks to us today too. In the name of Jesus, Amen. So, as many of us might already know, when we say obedience, um, it is following the commands or guidance of another person who gives you an instruction. And my own definition from the context of scripture is that obedience is executing the instructions given by God through his word or his people. The instruction given by God through his word or his people. God has a lot of ways that he speaks to us. He has a way, so many mediums, through which he speaks to us. He can speak to us through his word. He can speak to us through his representatives and authorities. Yes, whatever means through which he speaks to us, obedience to him is the execution of whatever instructions or commands that he gives us amen in the whole of scripture especially in the books written by moses the man of god and through other books you find out that there are many instances that god gave commands commands to his people and then the expected action from the people of God was that they obeyed what God instructed them to do. Hallelujah. So obedience is not just an event. Obedience is not just a one-time event, but to us Christians, obedience is a lifestyle. And we see that from the founder, of our faith the Lord Jesus Christ himself in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 if someone can help us with that scripture Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 obedience is a lifestyle it is a principle that we all as Christians to seek that we so much Bible says that, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So it means that the moment Jesus or let me say, the moment God became a man in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ here amongst us, Bible says that he became obedient. He became obedient. He became obedient even to the cross. It means that from the very start of his life till he died on the cross, his lifestyle was obedience so we as christians imitating the lord jesus and walking as he walked on this earth when it was in the fashion of man it has to be our lifestyle to obey so what i want us to learn first about obedience is that it is not just an event it is a lifestyle It is not just an event, it is a lifestyle. Can somebody kindly help us with John chapter 5 verse 19? John chapter 5 verse 19. Yes, not just an event, but a lifestyle. John chapter 5 verse 19. So, God bless you so much, Minister Redeemed. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. The son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. For what things soever he that he doeth, these also doeth the son likewise. Hallelujah. So Paul, in his message to The church of Philippines made us understand that Jesus Christ was obedient and that indeed was his lifestyle. So therefore, it is not a wonder, it is not a surprise that he himself, as it is written of him in the book of John chapter 5 verse 19, says that he does nothing and nothing means nothing. He does absolutely nothing on His own accord. There is another scripture that says that, the Father is with me, He has not left me, because I do what pleases Him, because I do what pleases Him. It is amazing that Jesus, having done so great and mighty things on the face of this earth, and working in authority, such authority so much that just at his word demons tremble just in his presence demons tremble it is amazing that a man who could command such authority and speak to the boisterous sea for it to come down at his word the man that all men saw him as god the man that many people saw him As yes this is the man this is the man that when he speaks things happen it is amazing that he came to say that I do nothing of my own accord I do nothing of my own accord but as I see the father do so I also do amen so that is an example of obedience from the life of the Lord Jesus Christ the life of the lord jesus christ obedience in another light can be seen as submission to another's authority submission to another's authority now before we continue i want us to look at something here bible says in the book of philippians 2 8 as we've already read that being found in the fashion as a man he became obedient it means it clearly means that before he became a man and we can say he was not obedient he said that being found in the fashion as a man he became so after he became now he was so therefore what do we learn from here he was god the highest authority so there was no one above him to give him instructions for him to obey but once he descended into the lower part but let me say once he descended into this world and was found in the fashion as a man and submitted himself to the father he made it a point that from the very time or from the very point he became a man he yields himself to execute every instruction that would be given him by the father every instruction that would be given him by the father which tells us that for obedience to work like we already said in a different definition that it is the submission to another's authority there has to be a higher authority that gives an instruction or gives a command and then the obedience or let me say the yielding of oneself to the instruction that has been given the yielding of oneself to the command that has been given to the one in higher authority becomes obedience hallelujah becomes obedience so let's look at some authorities or instructions that we obey because we've established the fact that there has to be authority before obedience comes to play or there has to be an instructions by which you yield yourself to in order to be obedient in order to be obedient so the first authority that we obey as christians is the will of god second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 Another person can also help us with Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 and Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Second Timothy 3 16. God bless you so much, Minister Redeemed. Bible says that all scripture talking about the word of God is given by the inspiration of God, meaning that the source, and we know that the highest authority is God there is no higher authority than god god is the highest authority and it says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction and for instruction in righteousness for instruction in righteousness this therefore confirms what we've already said that for there to be an obedience there should be a higher authority who gives an instruction or a command and the yielding of oneself or the yielding of the person being commanded to the instructions given by the one in authority is obedience is obedience so the greatest authority or the greatest instruction that we yield to as Christians according to the Word of God as we read in second Timothy three sixteen, is the Word of God is the Word of God and in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 1 it affirms what we have already said in second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 I will say, my son forget not my law it means that here we see a law giver here we see a law giver here and the one to whom the law has been given is being commanded by this scripture saying that my son forget not my law but let thine heart keep my commands but let thine heart keep my commands in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 God bless you so much Apostle God bless you so much minister redeemed this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth thou shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written so you see that here there is a book of law that gives you instructions or tells you what to do a book of law that tells you what to do and clearly if you know this and um, story this is God talking to Joshua and God is telling him that there is a book of law a book of instruction that would instruct you in the way that it should go and God is telling him that You shall meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do accordingly. So the essence of the meditation, the purpose of the meditation in day and night is to ensure that he does accordingly to all that has been written therein. Because according to God, by so doing, he shall make his way prosperous and then shall have good success he shall make his way prosperous and then shall have good success so the highest authority that we as christians and as a matter of fact all creation, is supposed to obey or heed to his instruction is god and his word hallelujah now the second authority that i would like to talk about is spiritual appearance hallelujah spiritual appearance and then we are going to take our scripture from ephesians chapter six verse one spiritual appearance yes it can be spiritual appearance or your parents hallelujah your parents in as much as god is the creator of the entire universe and he is the one that has made everything and everything is sustained by his power we also have to understand that god in his own wisdom and administration has placed us or has placed christians under different levels of authorities for instance we as men did not just come to this world by our own selves. God, in bringing us to this world, gave us to parents through whom we've come to this world. Hallelujah. When we come into Christ, as we will see later from the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, we understand that God gives us spiritual appearance. God gives us spiritual appearance. It could be that in your workplace, there is no biological parents or a spiritual parents there, but there is definitely an authority figure to whom you are to submit to. Hallelujah. So then, Bible says that children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Hallelujah. Obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right obedience so the word of god is making us understand the word of god now which is the highest authority that all creation including you and i are supposed to obey that same word of god is making us understand that children a category of people being described by the name children they are to obey their parents in the lord and Bible affirms that this is right. Hallelujah, this is right. We ought to understand that even in our Christian work, even in our Christian work, there are different levels of maturity. And in God's own wisdom, according to his own will, he may give us spirit. He will give us people to lead us and to guide us. In such instances, these people become our parents in the Lord. Hallelujah. For instance, um, in a case where a believer has not matured to the point of being able to receive specific instructions concerning his life from God by himself, or if he is not in the position to receive commands from God concerning specific things in his life, god in his own wisdom can choose or decide to appoint men who will act as his parents and through these people or through these vessels who we are referring to in this contest as parents in the lord god will release instructions to other people or release instructions to the children hallelujah so Bible makes us understand that it is right to obey our parents in the Lord. So then, another authority that we are supposed to obey as children of God, the spiritual parents. a spiritual parents. Parent. Hallelujah. And then in this context, um I'm saying just spiritual parents here. But that does not just apply to um, spiritual parents in the Lord. We are also talking about authorities or bosses at the workplace. If you are students, we are talking about your teacher in the classroom. Yes, because in the instance where you are in the classroom and your biological parent is not there, or even if your biological parent is there in the classroom with you, it is the teacher who possesses the knowledge that you need and so in that instance he becomes your parents. Hallelujah he becomes your parents. So everyone who in your life plays the role of a parent Bible says that in the Lord, okay in the Lord we are supposed to submit to them and we are supposed to obey them and like I've already said, obedience is the yielding of oneself to another's authority which means that the child must recognize or acknowledge the fact that the one giving him instruction is the parent. hallelujah and must therefore walk in the instructions given by the parent. Now, the other thing I want us to learn about obedience before we proceed is that obedience is a nature. Hallelujah. Yes, we already said that it is not just an event, it is possible for people to behave in a particular way that they are not used to, or to act in a certain way that is not in their nature for certain reasons. Hallelujah. But we already established the fact that obedience is a lifestyle. Obedience is a lifestyle. It means it takes the nature of obedience to live that kind of lifestyle. Hallelujah. So more than the events, or more than the actions of obedience, is the traits, the character, or the nature of obedience resident in a person Hallelujah found in the person just like you can have certain characteristics or traits in the DNA of a child it could be that probably because of his environment he is not expressing certain things certain traits or character could be present in his DNA but once it is in his nature There is that potential for the person to exhibit that trait. But if it is not in his nature, if it is not in his DNA, the person may cook it up, may try to pretend and act in a particular way, but it is just a matter of time. It will not suffice. It is not just an event, but it is a lifestyle. And if it is a lifestyle, then it means that it must sprout up from a nature. Hallelujah. So by this, we understand that there is a nature of obedience. And one thing that we have to understand as Christians, as people who have come into Christ, as a group of people who have been redeemed by the precious and expensive blood of Christ, and people who have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His marvelous light, one thing that we ought to understand today is that obedience is a nature in the book of ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 if somebody can help us paul paul talks about the fact that ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 paul talks about the fact that while we were in our many sins and disobedience When we're being controlled by the powers of darkness, God bless you so much, Apostle. Wherein in time past, so Paul was referring to the church of the church in Ephesus. And then He's saying that wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So disobedient people are disobedient not only because of so many other reasons, but they are disobedient also because there is a spirit of disobedience that is resident in their lives. There is a spirit of disobedience present in their lives that causes them to be disobedient hallelujah can we help us with second corinthians chapter yes, 10 verse 6 yes please can second corinthians chapter 10 verse 6 second corinthians chapter 10 verse 6. hallelujah so as the scripture is coming God bless you so much, Minister Winning. Now, don't forget that Paul was talking about Christians, or he was writing the letter in the book of Ephesians to Christians, the church, and he was telling them that in time past we were among a category of people in whom the spirit of disobedience worked. And now, in Second Corinthians, chapter ten, verse six, Bible is saying that. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled so this is a clear transition from the place of disobedience to the place of obedience hallelujah and then for one to be translated from the place of disobedience to the place of obedience should mean that the spirit of disobedience which causes people to be disobedient That spirit is no more at work in them. Hallelujah. It means the nature, or let me say, the kind of spirit that sponsors that lifestyle of disobedience is no more present in their lives. Yes, please, apostle. I hope I can be heard now. Is no more present in their life. Now, scattered in scriptures are deeds and actions of obedience there are more let me say examples of obedience in scriptures that are shown by actions instead of the word obedience for instance God tells Abraham that I want you to sacrifice your son Isaac to me Bible does not recall that early in the morning there was obedience but rather bible records that he woke up in the morning and then he tied he, he took his son and then gathered what he had to gather with him and set off we don't see the word obedience in there but the whole action is an action of obedience or let me say the whole action is obedience hallelujah Which goes a long way to make us understand that obedience is not just in words, but it is in actions. Scattered in scriptures are deeds of obedience by great and mighty people. If you consider the life of Moses, Moses gets an encounter with the angel of the Lord and then God tells him that I want to send you god begins by telling him that i have heard the cry of my people in egypt and i have come down to save them i have come down to save them and now if you move further to the following um, verses bible makes understand that god tells moses that i want you to go and bring them out he says that i have come down to redeem them i have come down to save them And then, in later verses, he says that, I want you to go. Hallelujah. So, which means that God had an agenda to fulfill. God had an agenda to fulfill. But he partnered with the man Moses. And when we study Moses' entry into Egypt, going before Pharaoh, redeeming the people of Israel and then leading them through the wilderness to the place where he had to let Joshua take on because of disobedience. we realized that scattered in the life of Moses from Egypt, through the wilderness are numerous instructions given by God, numerous instructions given by God numerous instructions given by god and so god tells him that this is what i want you to do at this particular moment this is what i want you to do at this instance and then moses does that so the whole destiny of moses which was to redeem the people of israel could be seen in detail as obedience to the different instructions God gave him at certain times, hallelujah, at certain times. When you look at Job, we see that at a point, he begins to talk about how that he had even how that a man in whose dispensation the holy spirit was not yet poured out on everyone could boldly say that say in the book of Job, chapter 23 verse 10 that for he knoweth the way that i take and when he has tried me i shall come forth as good it goes on further to to, to to state that i have not departed from your commands I have not departed from your commands it means that even though bible begins the whole book of job trying to tell us and describe for us to know how wealthy the man job was there was a point that in his lamentation he began to expound and to tell us how that he had walked in obedience to god to see the kind of results that he had seen in his life. Hallelujah. So we see the same principle of obedience in the life of Moses also at work in the life of Job. It is indifferent when you take or when you consider the life of Abraham. I want you to go out of your kindred, of your family that you have known all your life to a place that I will show you. He gathers his things, he sets off. This is what I want you to do, Abraham. He gathers his things, he sets off. So God kept instructing him. God kept giving him the commands and he continued to walk in obedience. Obedience was his lifestyle. Hallelujah. So looking at the life of all these great men in scripture, There is one thing common in their lives, when you consider the life of David, David was one man who won all his battles. I don't think there is another man in scripture or in the whole Bible who attained that same feat. Hallelujah. Who attained that same feat. And then you would see that countless times, countless times, even in the most desperate situations, David will always seek the Lord and then seek for his counsel and then execute whatever instruction that God will give him concerning a particular battle that he had to fight no wonder that he never lost any of his battles and it is not a surprise that in the book of psalm 105 verse 4 bible says or we understand from what david said that seek the lord and his strength seek the lord and his strength he knew that the secret to stay on top was obedience hallelujah if moses abraham david job and even all the prophets and the apostles and even the lord jesus himself who are great figures in the bible who are characters that we aspire to become like if obedience was constant in their life and obedience was a lifestyle to them then you and I in this dispensation can we deal, or can we walk with God without obedience it is not possible it is not possible hallelujah it is not possible so in this moment I want to move on to the essence of obedience the essence of obedience why do we obey why should we obey hallelujah obedience is important because it defines our relationship with god it defines that master servant relationship that shepherd sheep relationship that father son relationship that we have with god Obedience, not just by words, but also in actions and in delight, is what validates our relationship with God. Hallelujah. In fact, or as a matter of fact, everyone who says that they have a relationship with God is a Christian and knows God that works in disobedience constant disobedience to god constant disobedience to his word must be questioned hallelujah must be questioned kindly help us with malachi chapter 1 verse 6 malachi chapter 1 verse 6 malachi chapter 1 verse 6 malachi chapter 1 verse 6. god bless you so much apostle god bless you so much mr david a son honoreth his father and a servant his master if then i be a father where is mine honor hallelujah now this is important because God bless you so much minister stanley and minister redeemed also I open us answer the scriptures. This is important because this is God himself speaking and this is what he has to say about a son and a father. He says that a son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? Where is that action that validates your claims that you are my son and i am your father where is your obedience hallelujah where is your obedience bible says that it is the same relationship of honor that exists between a servant and his master hallelujah So, it is important that we understand that what defines our relationship with God when it comes to He being our Father and we being His sons. When it comes to He being our our Master and we being His servants is in our honor to Him which is demonstrated by our obedience to what He instructs us. By our obedience to the things that he asked us to do by our obedience to his instructions hallelujah in the book of john chapter 10 verse 4 to 5 if somebody can kindly help us with the scriptures yes in the book of john chapter 10 verse 4 to 5 bible talks about how that jesus is the shepherd and we even we being his sheep hear his voice hallelujah and bible says that and when he putteth forth his own sheep he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice the sheep do not according to the scripture the sheep do not follow him follow him because they see him the sheep do not follow the shepherd because they see him, but rather they hear his voice. Bible says, And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Hallelujah. So you can imagine, let me borrow your imaginations a little. You can imagine a shepherd leading his flock by his voice. By his voice so he instructs them that move this way and they move move this way and they move move that way and they move and what describes the connection between the shepherd and his sheep is the fact that the sheep is able to hear the voice Of its shepherd and not only hear it, but also follow after him, or follow in the direction that is being led. Hallelujah! And follow in the direction that is being led. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Bible talks about how we shall hear a voice behind us isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 saying that this is the way walk therein this is the way walk therein isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 and thine ears god bless you so much minister dave shall hear a word behind thee saying this is the way walk ye in it when ye turn to the right hand and when ye turn to the left hand hallelujah this is just an affirmation to what is written in john chapter 10 verse 4 to 5 that the sheep is supposed to hear the voice of his leader hallelujah you may not hear jesus or you may not see him sitting on your bed tomorrow morning giving you specific instructions concerning your life but of course he has given you his word I saw from somewhere that somebody said another way of hearing the audible voice of God is reading audibly what has been written as the word of God. Hallelujah. And so we may not necessarily see him, just as he said in the book of John chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. We may not necessarily see him, but we hear his voice through different mediums. Hallelujah. We hear his voice and our obedience to the voice that we hear is what validates our relationship with him as he being the shepherd and we being a sheep and of course the blessings of being a sheep and having jesus as your shepherd is countless you can read psalm 23 verse by verse and look out for all the blessings of being a sheep with the Lord Jesus being the shepherd. Hallelujah. Another essence of obedience, another essence of obedience is that it is crucial in the manifestation of authority. Obedience is necessary if authority must be. manifested hallelujah and it is important for us even as christians because even as jesus christ is no more in the bodily form here with us we understand from his word that he has given us authority to represent him here in the earth hallelujah so it is important that we understand the role that obedience play in the manifestation of authority. Hallelujah. Now, let's just look at a case or a scenario. Imagine a soldier who sits under the president, receiving an instruction from the president in a Jubilee House and then driving off all the way from Accra, and then coming to Kumasi in his uniform to deliver the message or to carry out the instruction that was given him by the president now notice that if he was being given the charge to arrest some group of people or break down a building or something remember that the manifestation of his obe- the manifestation of his authority as a soldier having the right to arrest the group of people is closely linked to his obedience to the instructions that was given him by the president. hallelujah. and as long as he decides or as long as he remains under the authority of the president, he will also continue to be in authority as a soldier, executing the instructions given him by the president. The moment he steps out of alignment and does his own thing, and people go to report, it is likely that he will be called and questioned because he is no more under authority. Hallelujah. He is no more under authority. Yes, please, Apostle. Thirty minutes to end of teachings. We all know that he is no more under authority, and so he'll be brought to question. Hallelujah! It is the same principle that a Roman soldier told Jesus that, "I am a man under authority." I say to this one, "Go," and he goes. He being under authority, qualified him to also exercise some form of authority over the people that he was placed in authority over. Hallelujah. So obedience and submission to authority is crucial to the manifestation of authority. Hallelujah. And as believers in Christ, it is not different our manifestation of authority in the earth realm is so dependent on our submission to the authority of christ hallelujah and this is demonstrated by our obedience to his word can somebody kindly help us with second six? corinthians chapter 10 verse 6 second corinthians chapter 10 verse 6 Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 Genesis chapter 3 verse 22 John chapter 1 verse 12 and Romans chapter 8 verse 14 God bless you so much minister Dave and having the readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled so revenging all disobedience here is seen as the exercise of your authority hallelujah as the exercise of your authority and bible conditions that right to exercise your authority with your obedience being fulfilled which means that when your obedience is not fulfilled when you have not aligned properly under the authority of god you are not in the right position or you are not ready yet to revenge all disobedience hallelujah you are not ready yet revenge all disobedience in the book of john chapter 1 verse 12 god bless you so much minister dave bible says that but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of god even to them that believe on his name hallelujah so Okay, Romans chapter 8 verse 14. God bless you. Yes. So, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 6, we learn that we being able to exercise authority, even as sons of God, is so dependent on how well or how accurately we are submitted to Christ's own authority. Hallelujah. In John chapter 1 verse 12, we see that as many as received him, as many as received Jesus, he gave them power to become, that is the potential power, that power to become sons of God. Hallelujah. Sons of God, sons of God. And of course, it is sons that exercise authority in the book of Galatians 4 verse 1 we understand how that the heir as long as he is a child even though he be lord of all rightfully he is the lord of all but then don't put him in that position to exercise rather he is placed under tutors until the time comes when he is mature hallelujah so when we come into christ we receive that potential power to become the sons of god sons of god means that we are also able to exercise the authority of god hallelujah but at this stage notice that it is the power to become the power to become hallelujah the power to become in romans chapter 8 verse 14 however bible says that for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god so by receiving jesus in the book of john chapter 1 verse 12 receive the potential to become sons of god hallelujah and as we already said coming into christ also means Receiving his nature, receiving his spirit. Yes, because of course, that we says in the book of Romans chapter 8. When you read through, it says that and anyone who does not have the spirit of God does not belong to him. Hallelujah. So we understand that when somebody comes to Christ and he belongs to God, it means he has the spirit of God. Amen. Yes. So by coming into Christ, you receive that nature of obedience. You receive that potential to be obedient. You receive that power to become sons of God. But it is not until you are led or you have a lifestyle that is led by by the Spirit of God that you become the Son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, we living as sons of God is dependent on we being led by the Spirit of God and what does it mean to be led by the spirit of god he gives you the instructions you walk in obedience to what he has said he orders your steps you hear the voice from behind you that don't walk in this way rather walk in this way then you walk in obedience that is a lifestyle of obedience to the spirit of god and of course that is a life that is led the spirit of god so by our obedience to the spirit of god we become or we are able to exercise that authority we have as sons of god hallelujah That authority we have as sons of god we are able to exhibit that authority It takes obedience to stay in Christ. Can somebody kindly help us with Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. The essence of obedience. The essence of obedience. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. Bible says that and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus according to the King James Version in Christ Jesus not with him but in him hallelujah not with him but in him now let's ask ourselves what does it take to remain in Christ what we know that the place of christ is the right hand of god the bible says that he is seated at the right hand of god and if we are seated in him that means we are seated at a place of power at a place of authority hallelujah but let's ask ourselves what does it take to stay or sit in christ jesus hallelujah what does it take to sit in christ jesus in the book of John, chapter fifteen, in the book of John, chapter fifteen, verse four, the Bible says that abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can he, except he abide in me. Hallelujah! Except we abide in Him. Now we know and we understand that, even as Christ, or even as God has raised up or raised us up with Christ and caused us to be seated in him, it takes our abiding in Christ to remain in him. Hallelujah. And that is how, we remain at the place of authority which is the right hand side of God where Christ is seated hallelujah now it takes obedience to abide in Christ it takes obedience to abide in Christ it takes obedience to abide in Christ if you love me. Obey my commands. It takes obedience to abide in Christ. So, it is important that we understand that obedience is essential to us as Christians because that is how we manifest authority. Hallelujah. And therefore, the level of authority that we can ever exercise in this world is dependence on what level of obedience or the extent of our obedience to christ the extent of our our allegiance to him hallelujah the other essence of obedience is extension of god's kingdom obedience is important and essential because it is a means by which god's kingdom is extended Kindly help us with First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine; Ephesians chapter one, verse fourteen; and Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eleven. 1 Corinthians chapter three, verse nine; Ephesians chapter one, verse fourteen; and Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eleven. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter three, verse nine that for we are libres together with god ye are god's husbandry ye are god's building hallelujah we are libres together with god we are libres together with god so in this kingdom in the expansion of god's kingdom in the earth bible acknowledges the fact that we are co libres meaning that we are partners with God when it comes to the extension of His kingdom or labor pertaining to His kingdom we are partners with Him Hallelujah and being partners with God we ask ourselves that what role do we play? what on our part do we do to complement what God does to ensure that this labor we are talking about or this extension of the kingdom we are talking about comes to play. Hallelujah. We know that Christ is the head of the church and all the reasoning comes from the head. All the instructions comes from the head. Even when, let's, let's look at things scientifically a little bit. Even if you step on echo or something or a sharp object the information is first transmitted or sent to your brain and then your brain gives the instruction or the order and then it is executed by your legs hallelujah and your legs are withdrawn or taken from the sharp objects all instructions comes from the head So. If all instructions come from Him, then it takes our obedience to execute this instruction. And in we executing our instructions, sorry, in we in executing the instructions given to us by Him, then we are partnering with Him and His kingdom is being extended. His kingdom is being extended. If we're here, yesterday the man of god apostle samuel was talking about how that he was talking about how that it is important for us to as christians partner with god he used the life of noah and how that he had to heed to the detailed instructions of god in order to build that ark hallelujah in order to build that ark so god gave the instructions to noah and noah's partnership with god in ensuring that people were preserved so that the whole creation would not be destroyed was that he had to build the ark according to the instructions God gave him, according to the instructions God gave him. The ark is also a similitude of this end time, how that even as God is about to shake all that can be shaken and about to pour out his wrath on this world, how that he intends by his love to gather us all into Christ. Hallelujah. But it takes our obedience. It takes our obedience and our willful execution of the instructions he gives us pertaining to his kingdom to extend his kingdom. Just imagine what would have happened. Yes, obedience saved a whole creation from extinction. Just imagine what would have happened if upon God giving this mandate to the man of God here, he decided that I wouldn't do it. We don't know what would have happened, but we can be sure that if his will is not aligned to the will of God, he probably wouldn't be here. Hallelujah. But by his willful obedience to the instructions of God concerning this ministry, You and I are here and by the grace of God many people on the continent, on different continents are being reached and the kingdom of God is being extended. This is a clear example of the extension of God's kingdom by our obedience to Him. Not our, not obedience to what we think or what we presume, but obedience to Him. Why? Because in our meditation zone, even for today, jesus christ was telling peter how that it is he that will build his church so the church is for christ and he is the master builder he's the one that determines what material to be used at what particular stage in the building hallelujah he's the one that decides whether this particular block will fit in the top right corner of the building or will be part of the foundation hallelujah so it takes our obedience to the person building the whole church to play our unique roles. Hallelujah. And by playing our unique roles in this kingdom, the result is that the church is built and the kingdom of God is extended. So therefore, obedience is crucial because the God's kingdom is extended through it. Just imagine what would have happened if upon God or Jesus revealing himself to Paul on the road of Damascus, he decided that I wouldn't go. Upon all the encounters that he had, just imagine that he didn't go. What would have happened to all these churches that he wrote the epistles to? Hallelujah. So it is in his obedience, To the things that God told him that extended the kingdom of God among the Gentiles. Because he himself said that God gave him the ministry to the Gentiles. Even as God gave Peter ministry to the Jews. Hallelujah. So what ministry has God given you? And are you working in obedience to the instructions of the ministry God has given you? If you are, then whether you agree or not, the kingdom of God is being extended. Hallelujah. All that God does, expand His kingdom. Yes, it would not have been the epistle of Paul. Hallelujah. So it is important that Even as we are in Christ and we understand that God has different purposes for us. It is important that we understand that it will take obedience to God to execute that which God has planned for us. And by so doing, the kingdom of God will be extended. Our first calling is obedience. Our first calling obedience and it is out of our obedience to god that ministry is born matthew chapter 16 verse 18 talks about how that christ will build his church he is the one that assigns the role of a particular block He is the one that defines the essence of a particular building material or something hallelujah if He does not approve that a particular block should be placed somewhere. That particular block has no role to play in the building he is building. Hallelujah. So it takes our obedience to God, to Jesus. Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, I will build. It is he that is building. It is he that is building the church. And he goes further that says that my church. So it is his church. If it is his church, then it means that he's the Lord of the church. And he's the one that defines the various ministries of the people in the church. Hallelujah. Of the people in the church. So our first calling is not even. Ministry. Our first calling is obedience to God. Obedience to God. Obedience to God. Obedience to God. Obedience is that ladder that causes us to climb in accomplishing much for the Lord. Obedience is that ladder that causes us to move from Egypt to the promised land. Obedience is that ladder that makes manifest all that we have received by prophetic declarations, whether through the mouth of the man of God or through divine inspiration or other means. It takes obedience. It takes obedience. Hallelujah. Now, Apostle, please, how much time is left? The last one, the last essence of obedience is that it is essentially our language of love that we speak to God we know that God is love and Bible says that he who does not love does not know God it is our language of love Bible says that if ye love me obey my commands that is what is written in scripture so the utterance that Lord I love you Lord I love you what validates it is your obedience to god if you obey his words and walk in obedience live a lifestyle of absolute obedience to him it is enough a voice loud and clear to tell him that you love him yes please apostle 10 minutes more okay so as we have already spoken about obedience let's look at power the power of obedience it has the power to save like we looked at in the life of noah we see obedience saving a whole generation hallelujah saving a whole generation can somebody kindly help me with genesis chapter 7 verse 1 and ephesians chapter 1 verse 14 The power of obedience. Obedience is powerful because it brings us salvation. And the Lord said unto Noah, Genesis chapter 7 verse 1, God bless you so much, minister Dave, come thou and all thy heart into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. God spoke the word. He spoke the word to Noah. These words were, were words of deliverance from a catastrophe that was coming to wipe away the whole earth. These words had in them the power to save Noah and his family and whoever chose to come into the ark. But until he obeyed, until he practically demonstrated his obedience by going out to cut the and, according to the various um, sizes and measurements given to him by God and started to build the ark, the word would have profited him nothing. No wonder in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that even though they heard the word and we also heard the word, it did not profit them anything because they did not mix it with faith. Hallelujah. They did not receive it, they did not walk in obedience to the, to the word. So obedience has that power to save. And then, as we have already seen from second Corinthians 10, verse 6, it puts us above the enemy. And then testifies of our position in Christ indeed. Hallelujah. Testifies of our position in Christ indeed. All that Christ has done for us is something that is potent. It's something that is true and real. But it takes obedience to Him and to His Word to actualize all that He has done for us. To bring into manifestation those blessings that he has installed in spiritual places for us. Obedience lastly also has the power to secure your place in God. for the, for the sake of time we cannot um, we cannot uh, talk about it, but we know about the life of Saul. Saul continued to be king until the point of disobedience. Then he lost his place. The same thing happened in Lucifer, Lucifer's life. I don't know if that is a good statement to make, but it happened with Lucifer. He continued to be that creature who was perfect in wisdom and perfect in beauty and everything until iniquity was found in heart and he acted in disobedience to God. The same thing happened to Adam. Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, it says that let us create man in our own image and likeness. Let him rule. Let him have dominion. He continued to stay in obedience, continued to stay in Eden until he walked in disobedience. Then he lost his place. Then he lost his place. Then he lost his place. It is seen throughout Scripture how Disobedience or not walking in obedience has caused the destinies and the lives of men. And brethren, we are no exception. Peter said that now that you know the truth, how happy you will be to put it into practice. Hallelujah! Quickly, let's move into the blessings of obedience. Hallelujah! The blessings of obedience is blessings. Kindly help us with. The book of Deuteronomy, you know chapter 28, verse 1 to 5. Deuteronomy, you know chapter 28, verse 1 to 5. God bless you so much, Minister Dave, for the scriptures. Yes, Genesis chapter 3, verse 23. Bible says, Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. God bless you so much. Deuteronomy, you know chapter 28, verse 1 to 5. God bless you so much, Apostle. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken, if that is the condition, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. And remember that we have spoken about voice. In the book of John, chapter 10, verse 4 to 5, we spoke about a certain voice as the voice of the shepherd. Hallelujah, as the voice of the shepherd. I think in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, we also spoke about the same thing, how that you hear a voice from behind thee, and you are supposed to walk in it, hallelujah. In the dispensation of Moses, or during his time, this is what was written, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken gently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee, this be underline the word observe and do. That is obedience. If you will obey, in other words, if you will obey all his commands, he's not forcing you to obey you. No. He's not saying that by force, if you obey or something, you must obey. If you don't obey, I will lash you in the morning or anything. But he's spelling out the consequences of either obedience or disobedience to what God had said. Hallelujah. Bible says in 28, verse 2, the verse, 28 verse 2, the chapter 28, verse 2, that, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 13, verse 37, that what I say to one, I say to all. There are no, God does not just desire to bless some people more than others. But we accumulate as many blessings for ourselves and for our lives and even for our generation. According to the extent of our obedience, every God general, every great figure or character in the word of God was extreme when it came to his obedience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All oh, no, these blessings shall come on, on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. It doesn't matter whether you are in the states, you are in Accra, or you are in Khamang, uh, uh, or you are in Kobinia, or wherever you are. The Bible says that the blessings of God will follow thee. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligence on the Lord. Okay, we've read that. God bless you, Minister Dave. Verse 3. Blessed. Verse 4. Okay. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket, and thy store. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, I'll speed up. Yes. So, when you have, when you uh, maybe after this podcast, you can read the the Trinity, chapter twenty eight, verse one down for yourself. If you read the book of Psalm one one two, Bible talks about the blessings of obedience. A person that takes delight in the word of God, how that his seed shall be mighty upon the earth, and his generation shall be blessed. So, the blessings are there. But if ye are willing and obedient, ye shall eat of the good of the land. God bless you so much for being here. Amen. Apostle, please, I'm done.
2: minister Eben Can we give him a clap offering on the platform Let's give him a clap offering A clap offering yeah. All right God bless you for the wonderful session this evening. I believe we've all been blessed. We've, been, we've all been blessed. Yes. The questions, question time please. Type your question. Drop your questions. Let's go. An awesome session it has been. Nesta Redeem still around. should drop our questions so that once he's, he's, he comes back to answer them he would take everything at once I, I. so mr dave is asking please is there such thing as the grace to obey or the grace for obedience I heard something very interesting the nature of obedience in the course of the teaching he taught us that there is such thing as the nature of obedience so is there any such thing any is there such thing as the grace to obey with a prayer just a short prayer for us all
1: okay let's please the first question and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound Every good work, and um, so Bible says God is able to make all grace abound toward us, that we are bound in every good work. I think there is another scripture that says that it is God who works in us both to will and to do. If you are talking about doing, then we are talking about obedience. So God is able to help us, He's able to help us, He's able to help our weaknesses is able to remember that there was a scripture that says that um and when your obedience is complete so we are not we are no more at the place of complete disobedience as the heathen who do not know god but bible went ahead and said that when your obedience is complete it means that even though it is a nature and so, because it is in nature, we have that potential to exhibit that trait of complete obedience as God is helping us and bringing us up as we are maturing through the different stages of life, or through the different stages of our Christian um, life, um, until we come to that place of complete obedience, God is able to make all grace abound to us. He's able to release more grace to help us to continue to abound. Um please, yes, please. That, that I'm sure that definitely Apostle will have something to add, but this is the little contribution I have from my end. Please, if God knows the end from the beginning and knows what I will do, why does he wait for me to be first before he releases his blessings upon me? Okay. Okay, God bless you for the question. Um... I, I don't see it as he waits for you to obey first before he releases the blessings. But he has designed it in such a way that as you are walking in obedience, the blessings comes to you. So it's like um, you standing at a crossroads, you having to choose between which path to take. And then he has said that this is the road. Road A is the route. Of obedience root b is the root of disobedience because i love you i've already placed the blessings on that root there so they are already there for you because even before we were born all these blessings are written a full time for us but it's if you don't make a step or you don't move in toward that direction of obedience so that you can reach the blessing finally then it's it's you you don't get it you don't the the, uh, the the blessings doesn't become yours it doesn't become yours so i don't know if i'm answering i'm i i, I'm, I don't know if you are satisfied with the answer but yes uh, that is the yeah and then um would you give your gift to someone okay 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 so that is a, a question to minister dave Okay, I'm sure Apostle will have something to add, but uh, this, mean my own little understanding, this is what I have to, I have to say about it. Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> um, that's interesting. God bless you for the very good responses. Okay, so um, Minister Ebenezer has done justice to the questions. Uh, I don't have much to add. Um, I don't know who said, "Will you give your gift to somebody who who doesn't obey or respect you?" Yes, a lot of times we have seen that. It's happening in the world. You see, oftentimes when it comes to sonship um, you deal with people as a matter of responsibility not necessarily because of um, uh, legalities alone people are not entitled to blessings or inheritance only because uh, if you do this I'll give you that um sometimes it's a response it is a matter of responsibility you take care of your children because you gave them birth okay if your child is going wayward you say because they're going where do you give them food you won't clothe them if it's their patience Hammond okay um you are not going to say that if your child is wayward because they are wayward you wouldn't put a roof over their heads. If it's their birthday, you wouldn't celebrate for them. So there are certain things of course you can withhold just to straighten them out. Bible says train up a child in the way he should go so that when he is old he will not depart from it. So as part of their training in obedience, training in godliness, training in righteousness, you may take certain actions, okay. But when it comes to God, we have to look at Him into usually two main relations: as Father and as Lord. Father, because He begets or He begot us. Bible says, uh, by His own will begot He us. Okay, James chapter one is it the verse five or or the verse? Six? Jim, not the verse five. The verse five talks about wisdom. I think the verse. Um, Twelve or something like that. He says that of his own will begat he us as um, a kind of first fruits. Yeah, with a word of truth that we should be a kind of first food to his creatures. So God is the one who gave us birth. The the new birth we have is by him. First John three nine confirms the same thing. The book of John chapter one also talks about that as many as received him to them gave he power to become to become the sons of god people who are not born of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of the will of god or by the spirit of god so god when we are looking at god we are looking at him in all of these um, a time will come when we will see him beyond father and lord we will, he will reveal himself to us as judge then when we have passed that judgment he becomes either a taskmaster to the disobedience or he, the restoration of fatherhood to the, the sons of obedience Obedience is now seen. Now let me just stop the digression and go back to the question. Is God able to, uh-huh, Minister Eben already spoke about, there is no such no thing as the grace to obey per se, okay, but there is the grace to yield there is a grace to yielding but by virtue of the scripture in second um, corinthians chapter 9 which says that god is able to make all grace there is such thing as you can also say that among the manifold or in the manifold grace the manifold provision of grace by god he also makes grace available for us to be able to what obey him because it is he who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure and in god's pleasure is also his desire for us to obey him please are you following In his pleasure is also his desire for us to obey him as father and as lord so whenever we go wayward it hurts him so there is there is not specifically such thing as grace to obey, but Romans makes mention of yielding grace to yield either yield our members as instruments of sin or instruments of righteousness through obedience okay there is such, that such grace as the grace to yield um, the second question let me quickly because you have just one minute to the end of the podcast uh-huh, it says please if God knows the end from the beginning and knows what I will do why does he wait for me to obey first before he releases his blessings upon me? So, first of all, it's a divine principle. God says in Isaiah, he said, come let us reason together. That was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he says, he now comes to institute new principles. They are just in line. They are just in line with what he said in Isaiah, that he should come let us reason together. I think Isaiah chapter 1 also. It says ask, seek, and knock. Everyone who asks, receive. The, the, everyone who seeks finds the, the one who knocks onto the one who knock the door is open. So God is saying that in as much as I can do it, I need your input because I I want a relationship with you. Okay. I want a relationship with you. So it is more of a partnership. God desires a partnership, that is the only reason he will institute such principles because there is nothing that he is not able to do in his in his omnipotence. According to Ephesians 3:20, Bible makes us understand that he can do all things. He is able to do all things. Luke chapter 1. There is nothing he can do. Jeremiah 32, verse 27: there is nothing God cannot do, but what he desires is partnership now first corinthians chapter 3 he says that who then is paul and who is apollos by but ministers by whom he believed even as the lord gave to every man you see some believed by paul some came to believe through apollos that is why i was telling i've been telling us that not every man of god is sent to you not every man of god is sent to you there is a man of god whose words easily lights up in your in your life not everyone is sent to you now. That's not the point. The verse 5 now says that I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Do you see the partnership between God and man here? He says, So then, neither is he that planted anything, neither he he that watered out go, but God that giveth the increase. Now, he that watered and he that um, he that planted and he that watered are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his labor for we are laborers together with God Ye are God's husbandry Ye are God's building, amen the podcast is ending in just like 15 seconds so you see we are laborers together with God amen, partnership partnership partnership, God bless us all we meet again God willing tomorrow, shalom bye bye, bye bye Thank mm-hmm. you.